Good morning, everybody. Glad to see you joining me here. It may not be morning when you're watching this, but I wanted to record because the sun is streaming in the window so nicely today. I'm glad to see that we have some sunshine, as I know you are too. Rain is nice, but all good things must come to an end sometime. Today, as we get started, I want us to grab our Bibles, and I want to take a look at a person in the Word of God who he may be familiar to many of you, and many of you he may not be. He is a king of Judah, and his name is Asa. We're going to be looking at the scripture portion today that is found in 2 Chronicles, the 15th chapter. We find Asa's story begin here. You can also find a little bit about him in 1 Kings 15, but the bulk of his story is here is found in 2 Chronicles. As we look at this today, I want to bring the word with regard to our hearts that our, the heart is the center of who we are. And as the Bible says in Proverbs, that out of our heart flow the issues of our life. Today, as I was reading, I came across a portion of scripture in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29. Now, Jeremiah 29 is a very familiar scripture to most of us, especially around this time of year as we're buying graduation cards for our seniors. We find Jeremiah 29 and 11 is, almost an iconic scripture that most everyone can quote even if they don't have a lot of familiarity with the Word of God. And Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. We love that scripture, but if we set it in its context, we see that the prophet Jeremiah was talking to the nation of Israel as they were about to go into Babylonian captivity. And many of the so-called prophets of that day had said that God would rescue them and they would not go into captivity. Jeremiah, however, said 70 years are gonna be completed in captivity. And the Lord, who knows the plans, he knows the future, will bring you out. So that's the hope of expectation that the nation has at this time. And then it goes on in those that little portion of scripture there down to verse 13. May not be as one that you're as familiar with or you didn't know it was located in this portion of scripture. It says this, Jeremiah 29 and 13. For you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. When you search for me with all of your heart. Today, I want to title this lesson today, The Winning Heart. And we're going to explore three aspects of the winning heart the first of which will be a seeking heart, a clean heart, and a cultivated heart. Now, as we take up the life of Asa in this portion of scripture, and we examine the winning heart through the life of Asa the king, we turn to 2 Chronicles 15, and we take up the story here. It says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Azariah, the son of Odin, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa and all Judah, and all Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found with you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. Just like our last lesson, as we looked at Psalm 107, we see that in the time of distress, people were pushed to seek the Lord and to call out to him. And then he rescued them. We see this playing out yet again. Over and over again in the word of God, we see that cycle 
being brought forth as persons fall away from God and the, in their life, the cause and effect of sin and disobedience and rebellion, distress begins to take over. And in that time, they call out to the Lord and he hears them and he delivers them out, them out of all their distress. Now, as we look at this, we can easily say that if trouble brings us to call out to God and to find him, then trouble is no trouble at all. Now we see that trouble can be the unexpected progenitor of great blessing and great moves of God as the people of God do what we see in Jeremiah saying, you shall seek me when you search for me with your whole heart. And we see here in 2 Chronicles, the 15th chapter, that Beginning in verse 2, it says, The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found with you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. I believe today if we begin to position our heart to seek after God that he will be found by us. He will allow himself to be found by us as some translations say. The winning heart is first and foremost a seeking heart. So as we begin to look at Asa here, we find out that whenever the word of the Lord came through Azariah, he actually listened and he began to take hold of the things of God and he began to, to put into action the principles that God had, had sent to him through the mouth of the prophet. The Spirit of the Lord sent the Word of God. I'm so glad today that God has not left us without a comforter. He has sent the Spirit into the world, the Spirit of revelation, the Spirit of truth. God will guide us by His Spirit, but we have to be listening. We have to have, as Jesus said over and over again, ears to hear. He's not just talking about the, the ears that we all have on the side of our face. He's talking about a person who hears the Word of God and responds accordingly. Oh God, give us a seeking heart in this day. Let us not be people who are calloused and who cannot hear the words that you're sending forth in this hour, but give us hearts who desire to seek after you. If God didn't want to intervene in this time, he would not have sent the Word of, the, of God in the mouth of the prophet. God wants to turn things around. He wants to, but he responds to us. If you will, then I will. If you will, then I will. What was the source of Israel's trouble in this day? For a long time, there had been no truth, no word, no instruction. As I was thinking today, the, the psalmist said, I have Hide thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And now many people are out and they're, they're, they're stockpiling supplies and they're, we're hearing over and over again by looking at Facebook and watching the news that people are hoarding. And everyone is saying, stop hoarding, more is coming, more is coming. But 
Here's one place in our life that we can hoard. There's plenty of room in your heart always for the Word of God. And may we, as we're seeking to find provision, may we seek to find the Word of God and to hide the Word of God in our heart. Anybody who's ever heard me teach for any length of time will know I constantly, I'm constantly saying over and over and over again, get in the Word, get in the Word. Because when we get in the Word, we get into life. And life gets into us. And that life that gets into us begins to push out everything that is not of God in our lives. We have to be people who pursue the Word, who love the Word, who love truth, not just some truth or a truth or my truth, but the truth that is in the Word of God. God is the only true source of truth, and so we have to seek after His Word. We have to seek after His instruction for our life. A winning heart is a seeking heart. In the book of Judges, we see a time of great calamity that came upon them. Joshua had passed away, and the Word of God says there was another generation that arose who did not know the things of God. And they began to do what was right in their own sight. Never in a day have I seen where people have begun to do what is right in their own sight. We're crafting truth according to our experiences and crafting truth according to our desires and our preferences. But that's not really truth at all. If it can be crafted by me and then it can be crafted by you, then there's no absolute. We have to get back to the place where we allow the Word of God to be the, the truth, the only truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. It doesn't speak of many variations of pathways and truths. He declares that there's just one way. He doesn't do this to be, to be limiting, but he does this so that we can all find the right way. The narrow way is easier to find, I think, sometimes in the broad way. There's so many different paths that lead to destruction, but if we just find the one path, then we have found the path of life. And we see here the Asa. It says that at this time, at this time in the Word of God, it says that there was, there was no Word of God and there was no instruction. But thanks be to God that the prophet came and he declared the Word of God to the king. I'm thankful that the Word of God is still going forth. It may not be going forth in the same way that it was going forth just a few weeks ago. But you know, the Word of God now is going forth with less walls and with less barriers. The Word of God is reaching further than it has ever reached before. And I believe that anywhere the Word of God goes and in any place that soil is found for the Word of God to be planted in, it will bring forth much fruit. And I know that there is a season of fruitfulness that's coming beyond this time. If we see this as a time of preparing, of seeking, and of sowing, we will see that God is going to come through. Don't let this time be wasted. Let this be a place where we position ourselves before the Lord and we clean out the things that need to be cleaned out and we seek the Lord with our whole heart. And that brings me to my next point, that we find that a winning heart is not only a seeking heart, but it is also a clean heart. Now, Asa, when he received the word of the Lord, he began to act. 
That's what each and every one of us need. We have to begin to act upon the word of God that has been given to us. And in verse 8, And when Asa heard these words of the prophecy of Azariah, son of Odin, the prophet, he was encouraged and removed the detestable idols from the entire land of Judah and Benjamin and from the cities he had captured in the hills of Ephraim. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was before the vestibule of the Lord. He was encouraged when he heard the word and he removed everything that was not of God. A winning heart is a seeking heart but it is also a clean heart. We have to find ourselves being honest about ourselves and say, Lord, search me and try me. See if there be any wicked or offensive way in me. Know my anxious thoughts and lead me in a path everlasting. That's Psalm 139, 23 and 24, I believe. Search me, O God, and try me. So many people are, are so caught up on offense. You see in this scripture here, the one who can be offended, the place where that we are looking, God, have I offended you? Many people say they don't go to church because someone offended them or they don't go here because they've been offended. But may we come back to the Lord and we, may we say, God, how have I offended you? Search me for any offensive thing that may be in my heart. That takes a, a lot of courage sometimes because many of us have become just experts at making excuses for ourselves. But God knows the real score in our life, but he's merciful and he's kind. And the word of God says in Hebrews eleven six that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He will not leave us. If we seek him, we will find him. But we have to be willing to act in accordance with what he tells us. We have to be seeking and we have to be willing to say, Oh God, remove every offensive thing in my life. If you don't like it, God, I want to get rid of it. If something in my life is, is causing you, Lord, to be offended, I want to remove it. Oh, that we would do that again as Asa did. And what else did he do? It says he repaired the altar. That's reminiscent, we all know, of, of, of Elijah when on Mount Carmel he repaired the altar, that the church would repair the altar again, the place where we lay our lives down and we say, Lord, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way, for thou art the potter and I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. Oh, that we would come to God and believe that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That we would be a seeker and that we would be ones who want to clean out the places in our life that are, that are not pleasing to God. That he would be pleased with us. And we see here that Asa, as he began to do this, and he began to clear out all the detestable idols in the land. And he put things in order according to the word of God. 
He didn't put them in some order. The order that had already been accomplished in Israel was an order that they had decided to do from kings of the past. Oh, this is a good God to serve, and that's a good God to serve, and this is a good idol to include in, and that's okay, and that's no big deal. But those, that's okay, and that's no big deal becomes a huge problem in our life, and then disaster strikes because God has pushed himself away from us because it said clearly that if we will if we will pursue him he will pursue us if we will seek him he will seek us and allow us to find him and if we forsake him it says that he will forsake us we many times in our life forsake the Lord in the things that we allow in. We say, well, other people are getting away with it and it's okay and culture says it's okay, but we can only go down those roads so long before we hit a brick wall. And I'm thankful today that perhaps we have hit the brick wall and perhaps each and every one of us as this time of having to shelter in place and social distance that we can find some places of secrecy before God to say, God, search me and try me. See if there's anything in me that's offensive to you, Lord God. Know my anxious thoughts and lead me in a path everlasting. I have found that anxiety and in wrong relationship with God go hand in hand. Let me say that again. Anxiety and wrong relationship with God go hand in hand. Now, many of us say, well, that's just not fair. We live in anxious times. We do, but we are promised a peace that passes understanding. We can have the Word of God so established in our heart and our life that no other weapon that's formed against us will prosper, that no other tongue that rises against us in judgment will prosper. In fact, the Word of God says we will condemn it because we have confidence with God, because our heart does not condemn us. A winning heart is a seeking heart. A winning heart is a clean heart. And a winning heart is a cultivated heart. Now, as we look on in our narrative here of, of Asa, we see that there again in verse 15 of the 15th chapter of 2 Chronicles, it says, And all Judah rejoiced over this oath because they swore with their whole heart, and they sought him with all their desire, and he was found by them, and the Lord gave them rest all around. There was rejoicing, and there was rest. When we get things in the right order in our life, and we clean out what needs to be cleaned out, and we embrace what needs to be embraced. When we love what God loves and we hate what God hates, then we can expect that rejoicing is going to come, that rest is going to come, that peace is going to invade our life, and anxiety is going to be pushed out. Now Asa says that he had 35 years of peace because he had put all of these things in place. He had sought the Lord. He had cleaned things out. But now we're going to learn from Asa's failure that Asa found himself in a place in the latter years of his life where he didn't cultivate his heart. 
Now, any gardeners out there know this, that you can't just cultivate once. It's not a one and done. You pull the weeds one day and give it a couple of days and they're back again. You have to stay on top of it. You have to constantly be cultivating. And if you wait too long, then they can get so high, it's so much harder. It's easier as, what was it Barney Fife said, to nip it in the bud. It's easier to get things out of your life when they're little. So if we find ourselves in the place where we cultivate daily, we don't allow distractions to come in. We don't allow the old pathways to reform in our life. We don't allow the old weeds to come back. We constantly stay on top of it, removing them, positioning ourselves before God's Word, finding ourselves in the secret place, allowing the spiritual disciplines that shape and form and transform us into the, the people of victory in this earth. We find ourselves there daily. Then we find that that winning heart is a seeking heart. It's a clean heart. And it is also a cultivated heart. We see here that Asa, Asa had an opportunity to cultivate, but he didn't. He had Israel came against him. You see, he was the king of Judah, and Israel was, was a, sep a separate place. They had split apart earlier after Solomon's reign. And now Israel had set itself up against Judah. And Asa did something very foolish. He reached out to Syria, to King Benadad, to receive support against Israel. He didn't seek the Lord. He didn't trust in the Lord to guide him through this perilous time. He had not been cultivating his heart, apparently. And then as he sought Benadad, and he did all these things foolishly, another prophet comes along. The Word of, the, of God is always faithful to guide us. The Word of God is always coming forth to us to get us back on track. The question is, where will we listen? Will we hear and obey the Word of God? Asa, as we pick up the story in chapter 16 and verse 17, and it says that at this time, Haniah the seer came to King Asa of Judah, saying, Because you depended on the king of Aram and did not depend on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king has escaped from your hand. We're not, he, he names all the other all the other nations that God had empowered him to have victory over. But he didn't rely on the knowledge from the past. He didn't come before God and hear him. He reached out in his own strength, in his own might, in his own ingenuity and intelligence and did what seemed right. And we see here one of the classic verses in the Word of God. One of my favorites of all time is 2 Chronicles 16 and 9. It says, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the whole earth that he may strongly support or strengthen the heart that is complete toward him. And he told Asa, you have acted foolishly in this, and from this point forward, you will have wars. Asa didn't seek God. He didn't listen to God. In the latter years of his life, he didn't cultivate the daily walk. And he found himself in another position of defeat. I find that a whole heart and wars 
don't exist together in our life. But when we have divided allegiance and when we have multifaceted focus in our life, we are serving many different things, that that's the place where conflict arises in our life. Like I said before, anxiety and a divided heart just seem to go hand in hand. But a whole heart and peace go together as well. A winning heart is a seeking heart. It's a clean heart and it is a cultivated heart. Let us learn the lessons from King Asa today that in the latter part of his life he didn't seek God. It goes on to say that Asa even became sick with a disease in his feet. And even in that time, as he was deteriorating day by day, it says he did not seek the Lord, but he sought the physicians and he died. God is waiting for us. He's waiting for us to seek him with our whole heart, to pour out our soul before him and to find the areas of our life with the aid of his Holy Spirit and remove the areas that are offensive to him. God is faithful and he is just and he will reward those who diligently seek him. A winning heart, it's a clean heart and a seeking heart and a cultivated heart. Let's not find ourselves as King Asa was, stubborn and arrogant. Let's find ourselves humble before the Lord, seeking Him during this time, allowing Him to clean our heart and daily putting in place a cultivation habit that we can pursue the Lord and that we can reap the benefits of a cultivated heart. The Word of God says that I will keep, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Jeremiah 29 and 13 again. You shall seek me and you shall find me when you search for me with your whole heart. As we began this study, we looked at the life of Asa. And one scripture really jumped out to me. And I will end. It's in the beginning of chapter 15. And it says that at that time when the word of God came through Azariah, when Asa actually listened. It says, at that time, there was no peace to the one traveling in or out because there was great panic on all those who dwelt in the land. This is completely apropos for our day. There's great panic in the land. And those who are traveling in and out had no peace because God had not been sought. But we come back to the promise that when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found by them. Let this be a day of seeking, of cleaning, and of cultivating our hearts because then we are assured of the winning heart that God will strongly support those whose heart is completely His.
join me in prayer today as we pray Psalm 139, 23, and 24. God, we pray that you would search us and try us. See if there be any wicked, offensive thing in our life. Know our anxious thoughts, Lord God. Seek us, Lord God, to be sought by you, Lord God. Let us hear your voice today and let us respond. Let us respond knowing that you are faithful and just and not one of your good promises will ever be made void. God, you will perform your word for your word is forever established in heaven, God. You uphold all things by the word of your power, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are faithful and that you are just. And Lord, if we come before you as, as, as Asa did, and we seek you with our whole heart, and we cleanse ourselves of the things that are not pleasing to you, and if we cultivate our life before you, God, we know, Lord God, that you're going to give us peace, and you're going to give us rest in this day of panic and turmoil, Lord. We trust you, Lord God, and we come before you, Lord God, and we thank you that if trouble brought us to this place, Lord God, then we know, Lord God, that we will look back fondly on the trouble and say, thank you, Lord, for bringing us to the place where we will call out to you again in humility and in desperation because you are a God who hears and answers prayer. And we will find you in this day and this hour when we seek after you with our whole heart. Lord bless you today.